On today's show, can the Mavericks win the West? Where do they stand after the Kevin Durant trade and all that? Plus, are the Mavs missing out on some buyout players? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Oh, Mavericks. NBA champion. I believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, five days a week, every single post game, and comment anything below let us know i got two things two things where will the mavs finish in the west and which buyout player do you want the mavs to sign let us know in the comment section below today's episode is brought to you by linkedin linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nba and joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the buyout brethren the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris i'm i'm tired I just finished uh, smoking some brisket and and, <laughs> and wings today. is a It was a good day. Uh, had some people over for a Super Bowl party, and you know, Super Bowl parties look different uh, when you have kids. <laughs> Isaac and, uh, had six toddlers at his house. It was just me and my dog at mine. It was a very different situation. Yeah, <laughs> had to go back and rewatch some things, you know, <laughs> after after the game. Got to go back and watch uh, the All Twenty Two. Make sure you got the film right. <laughs> All Twenty. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. And uh, now we get to look forward to uh, today as the Mavs, uh, Kyrie's debut at home. Minnesota, Timberwolves coming to town. And uh, it should be a fun night in the AAC. Should be a great night. Kyrie Irving will have his presser in front of the Dallas media uh, on Monday today as well. So that should be some pretty good, should bring some pretty good stuff or at least some interesting stuff. We'll talk about it. We'll both be there. And so we'll be able to uh, to relay what was said there. And then, yeah, we will have a post game right after the Wolves game, Luka and Kyrie's debut in uh, the AAC together. So today's episode, we will get into where do the Mavs stand in the West? Can they win the West? Talk about that. And then we'll get into the buyout players. There's a couple of buyout candidates the Mavs were looking at that have already signed with some teams. Mm -hmm. Who do they have left now? And then we talked a lot yesterday about the Mavs center. So I I have three questions about the Mavs three centers. And so we'll talk about that. Um, Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Suns. Are they? Do you think that they're the favorite? Where do you think they stack up with the Mavs? Should we start with if they played the Mavs in a series right now? Like who, who would you be picking, and what what would happen? Well, I mean, I, they they have to you know start off right now as the favorites. Um, I mean, I, I think they do. I mean, it, <laughs> Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, um, however you feel about Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is like probably the fourth option on this team behind DeAndre Ayton. Um, but you know it. I was I was asking this the other day. I'm like, who if you had to rank the duos in the NBA right now, you know, where would you put mm. Kyrie and Luca? And is it back to being a duo league? You know, it, it feels like, um, you know, a lot of people talked about. I'm sorry, duo league. It it, it threw me off because I was like, it's almost like duo Lipa. Duo Lipa. But yeah, but um, you know, <laughs> I throw that Luca knee up. Duo Liga. I want to do more with her than do a feature. 
Jason Tatum uh, <laughs> and Jalen Brown, it's you know, one. it's getting a lot of getting a lot of love for you know the duo stuff. But I mean, you look across the league, and now you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, you have Kyrie and Luca, and you know you have AD and LeBron still. You have Paul George and Kawhi. Like I mean, you have all these you know these duos across the league, and so I mean, you have arguably the best duo in the league, in Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. I think they have to be the favorites, and it sucks to say that, but and I mean, they just got Terrence Ross and. If the Mavs got Terrence Ross 2019, they would have won a title. So if the Suns got Terrence Ross now, that means a lot. <laughs> I'll always give, for me, I'll always give the edge to the team that is probably just as talented, but can but has been together longer. Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks, like they're probably not as talented as now this Suns team with those top four guys, but. Top to bottom, like I'm taking the, I'm, I think I'm taking the Celtics roster over the Suns roster because of. Oh, okay. You mean the holy? I thought you just mean the West. Well, then the Nuggets. I'm probably taking the Nuggets over the Suns right now because they've played together, they've been together, they've played in some playoff series. It's just, it's just gonna be tough to come together, play like 30 games, and then go, go win, like the West for the Suns, uh, yeah. especially considering. I was texting with Brendan Clean, our Suns host today, that that we love and always like to comment on his YouTube channel. Um, I said, is Tory Craig like the most important player on the Suns now? And he goes, Yeah, Tory Craig and Josh Okoge have their work cut out for him. Like those are their the most two, important player. <laughs> those are their two wing defenders. But like, if those two guys can't defend, then all of a sudden Kevin Durant is like guarding the best player on the other team. He's thirty four. He's had injuries. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and I, you, I think in the playoffs that could be fine. I mean, he he picked up Luca in their in their last game, you know, against the Nets, and I was kind of impressed with it, but. I mean, it's going to be okay against it's going to be okay against some matchups, right? But it's it's not going to work against the Mavs. It's the I don't know if it's going to work against the Nuggets with, but I guess Aiton is the one that's guarding there. It's not going to work against the Clippers, I don't think. Like it's just, there's a couple of matchups. If they get a bad matchup early, then that's going to be tough for them because they got some flaws you can expose. With with all the changes in the West, though, where do you think the Mavericks stand now? I think I think they should be. Man, they're probably still fourth to me. I think that the Suns will, mm. will jump up. The Kings, I keep waiting for them to, to come back down, but they just beat the Mavs the other night, so uh, maybe they won't come back down. But I think as far as like talent-wise and as far as how good I feel about the team going into the playoffs, I feel like the Mavs are like fourth to me. Okay, yeah. So do you think – are you asking like where I think they finish in standings or how confident I am in a first-round series? Because – How confident do you feel to win the West? Yeah, I would probably say I'd probably say fourth. Uh, I'd say there's three teams right now that I'd, I'd put above them. And that's Denver, Phoenix, and probably the Clippers. Um, mm. and yeah, and then uh, then it's Dallas. I think Dallas right there with the Clippers, to be honest. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, it's just the Nuggets and Suns. I think are just a notch above them. Getting Kyrie kept them there it's because, like, I mean. You walk if you walk into a series with Memphis, you walk into a series with Sacramento. Like it's gonna be a super tough series, but I think I'd prefer that than Phoenix or Timber. I'm really curious though when you look at the where the Suns are at right now. They're eight and a half back. They're tied with with the Mavs, fourth and fifth in the West. Playoffs started right now. They play each other. Of the jockeying for teams to avoid the Suns in the first round yeah. now because they're eight and a half back from the first place. So like they're probably not gonna catch the Nuggets. Um, I mean, they're four games back from Memphis. Memphis ain't playing well, but you know, if they don't get the two seed, they don't you know start climbing soon. Then you're gonna really see teams try to avoid them in that first round. It's gonna get kind of weird. 
the team I put above the Mavs. So, so I have I have Denver and, and the Phoenix up there is probably one two. I put the Warriors still ahead of the Mavs. Like it, if, yeah. if Curry's back in that team, like I'm I'm still thinking about that team in a playoff series because what's their biggest problem right now? It's their depth, their bench, their second units just get destroyed. Their their starting lineup has been the best in the NBA. So. What do you do in the playoffs? Well, you play those guys like 45 minutes a game, but it doesn't matter. The bench, the bench doesn't matter as much. Now, you need some guys like to step up here and there, and I think they have Jordan Poole and a couple of those guys that can step up more so than what the Suns have right now. But like, I would still pick the Warriors at this point. They're only like, you know, you, looked at, you look down at them, and they're at ninth in the, in the standings, but they're only like two games back from the Mavs right now. Like, it's not that big of a gap. You see a bunch of teams there, but it's not that big of a gap. And so I think I would still put the Warriors ahead of the Mavs at this point, but I'd feel a lot better about a, a Warriors Mavs matchup with Luca and Kyrie than I did last year. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's why when you look at the ceiling for the Mavericks this year, if you told me they went to the finals, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me no, they got me either. got I think I would be more shocked if they lost in the first round than if they went to the finals. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Lu- I've been saying this anytime I've been on anything, locked on NBA. I was on locked on NBA today. I said Luca doesn't need a lot. Like, Luka doesn't need a lot to win, to win games. He took that Mavs team to seven games twice against the Clippers in first-round series. That Clippers team that was healthy and, like, ready to go and was the favorite in the West, right? Like, he yeah. doesn't need a ton in a playoff series. He can figure things out. And if he gets Kyrie, and it's going to take a little bit of time. I, I think a topic we have to talk about in a couple of days is, like, what does Luka have to adjust to playing with Kyrie? Because we saw it in that first game, and we're probably going to see it again tonight. But... Once he gets adjusted to that and acclimated, like they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure out the offense. They already have. They already played really great together, and it's it's gonna be really hard for other teams to be able to stop them. Yeah. Coming up, let's get into the buyout market. <laughs> incredible. It's time for a break. Inc- so incredible. Like, I, I, sh- I know. I should have just gone straight into it, but I thought there's I'd give a million you, things I could say. I was right gonna now. give you like twenty seconds, but you're like, no, I'll just, I'll just give a yep. <laughs> Coming up, let's get into the buyout market. The Mavericks, are they missing on guys? I had somebody tweet at me, the Mavs are not having a seat at the table. (laughs) Is that true? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go check out LinkedIn right now because they have 875 million member profiles. That's a ton. That's a ton of people. That's almost a billion people that you can put your job jobs in front of. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs. Connect with them for fast uh, for free and connect with them fast. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs with LinkedIn jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people that have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about buyout candidates. Oh, it's a hot topic this year. Soon as the Mavs didn't make any trades at the trade deadline, my timeline was filling up with questions about the buyout candidates. We talked about them a little bit over the weekend, but big name that was talked about a lot was Terrence Ross. The Mavericks were interested in him. Danny Green, the Mavs were interested in him, according to Mark Stein. And uh, those guys have both signed now. Terrence Ross apparently was going to join the Mavs at one point. There was rumors, and hey, you... You got to remember that unless it's signed and done deal, it's not a done deal in the NBA at times because you can't just say, oh, the Mavs lost Ross. You don't know where it was. We don't know their talks behind the scenes. We just know what a rumor was. Terrence Ross joins the Suns. Danny Green joins the Cavs. Did the Mavs miss out on anything by losing those two guys? 
I mean, you miss out on like a role player that, I mean, Terrence Ross would have had a role off the bench. You know, I, I, I tweeted out that morning whenever the you know, Magic were working on a buy, I was like, hey, whatever team, any team, wink, wink, uh, <laughs> that lands Terrence Ross for free will be, you know, it's going to be incredible value because, I mean, if you can make the argument that he's the best overall, you know, all around player that's going to be bought yeah. out that, you know, in, in this market. So I was excited to add him. I mean, realistically, I mean, you got to manage expectations when it comes to buyouts. It, it becomes the, the super fun talking point, but a lot of times these guys are ninth men, 10th men in a rotation. So a lot of times they don't step I me. Mean, Reggie Jackson, might. Terrence Ross legit might be like a six man for, for Phoenix. Yeah, um, really. Cause their roster, but no, I mean, I think they did. I mean, did they technically miss out? Yes. Is it the end of the world? No. You missed out on Danny Green and Terrence Ross. I mean, they would have helped the you know, helped the Mavs. And there's there's still some other wings out there that I'd be interested in, though. Terrence Ross is 32 years old. So, like, when you look at these, let's let's start here. If you look at some of these buyout candidates, like you said, you're not asking them to do a, to be a huge role. We know these names, right? Like, you know the, the Terrence Ross, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly, Will Barton. Like, you, you know these names. You've heard them before because they've been around for a while. They're trusted veterans. And their teams just decided that, hey, it's we, we'd rather just let you go early. Like, we'll let you out of class early, basically, in order to, to go somewhere else in, instead of just hanging around with us and not doing a ton. Terrence Ross last played the playoffs in 2020. He does not have a ton of playoff experience. Um, and he's... Shooting 33% on threes in the last three years. So, like, a volume microwave scorer that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. With Danny Green, he's almost 36 years old. He tore his ACL in May 2022. He played, you know, a, ton, a bunch of minutes, 26 and a half minutes for the, the Sixers last year in a bunch of games in the playoffs. Uh, and he only played three games for Memphis this year. So, you don't know what you're getting in Danny Green at all. Like, that that's a, that's yeah. a risk that you're taking. And if it works out, then that, that'd be great for the Cavs. I think the Mavs have a couple of options on the table that I think would be really good. Another name that they've been connected to is Will Barton. I think this one is the one. Like, if you're going to go with an offensive guy, you want to go with a wing, this is the one. He's 32 years old. He's 6'6". He played he, – he led Denver in minutes last year in the playoffs. He played all five games for for Denver in that Warriors series, led them in minutes at 34 and a half minutes a game. Uh, he's played in 29 career playoff games. That's way more than Terrence Ross. Not more than Danny Green, but way more than Terrence Ross. And he's played 40 games for the, for the Wizards this year, about 20 minutes a game, shooting 38% from three. Like, if you're going to add somebody that brings some scoring off the bench that fills that, what we're seeing as the Theo Benson role right now, like, fills that that kind of role and comes in, uh, and does some of that stuff, then I think Will Barton would be the guy. He's got the most experience and the best skill set for what they need right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if you had to pick anybody right now, I think it's Will Barton. Uh, we'll see if, you know, one of those... LA teams or Phoenix comes sweeping in and, you know, takes him. But yeah, if Dallas could get Will Barton, I think it'd be awesome. You know, I think Mark Stein uh, tweeted out about their interest in Justin Holiday yep. too. Uh, you know, he's six, six and shot the lights out in Indiana. Do you know how old Justin Holiday is? He's in his low thirties, right? He's almost 34. That's the, that surprised me. I always think of Justin Holiday. I'm like, oh, he's probably like 28. <laughs> That's immediately what yeah. I thought. And you think about Aaron Holiday, like the younger brother of the Holidays. And Drew is is younger than than Justin, I think. Um, but yeah, just Justin Holiday, like you said, 6'6", about 30, 34 years old. He's He played 28 games for the Hawks this year. Played about 15 minutes a game for them. He's only played nine career playoff games. Like, he played for Indiana in 2020, and that was the last time we've seen him in the playoffs. So that, that's kind of more of an unknown. Um 
like we don't know what you're getting from from Justin Holiday, but that's definitely a name that would connect to if they want somebody that can score a little bit, can hit some shots, maybe play a little defense. Yeah. I, I'll tell you one I'm I, I am really interested in uh just for this bench role, and that's Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Uh six six, two forty, obviously played in LA last year, but uh, he's been in San Antonio uh, right now, but you know he's still just 26. But it's mainly the bigger body. That's the type of thing. Yeah. If you know, you could throw Stanley Johnson in there to be a backup. You know, if I don't know what's going on with Marquise Morris. So <laughs> I mean, because like that's the type of like you know dude they need right now is like that bigger body wing that you could kind of throw out there. And uh, you know he played some small ball five some, and you know he's. Yeah. I just I don't know. I think he would be a quality ad. I'm not sitting there trying to play him 28 minutes in a game, but yeah, no, Stanley Johnson's another name I had. He's like you said, he's 26, so he they could keep him for a little while if they wanted to. Uh, he played 30 games for the Spurs this year. He's only played in seven career playoff games, but uh, he's just not a good three point shooter. He shot 45 no. percent, shot 45 percent this year, but has not shot very well. So you kind of have two options here. If you want to go Stanley Johnson, more of the defensive route, and like more defensive athletic route, you can go Stanley Johnson. If you want to go with the you know scorer that's Played in the playoffs a lot, you go with Will Barton. Like if, if Tim Hardaway Jr. goes down and they need somebody else in that role, I'd feel really confident about Will Barton stepping into that role and, and filling that role for the Mavs. He he's not gonna bring you a ton of defense. He's he's six six as well, but he's not gonna bring you a ton of defense. And and you know, you said it on you know the pod the other day that you'd still be interested in Pat Beverly. I would, and I would yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, if if they said tomorrow that, you know, Beverly, Bill Duffy, you know, client, yeah. you know, is you know, hopping on board with the Mavericks for, you know, the final you know part of the season here, then sure. Like to bring him off the bench as a, I know that Nico did the whole, you know, Josh green third ball handler off the bench and all of that. But like Pat, like Beverly can play off ball some. So he's not a ball handler. That's the thing. Like he, yeah. he wouldn't infringe on that at all. Like Patrick Beverly, like you said, he's the only one that started like he's a full-time starter for his team <laughs> before he got traded. That's going to get bought out. Like all these other guys were well, off that the team be- sucked. They, so. they did, but he started for them next to LeBron. 45 of 45 starts. I uh, played 27 minutes for them. Um, he played in, in six Minnesota playoff games last year. He had the, the step on the, the scorer's table and throw the shirt off moment. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 32 minutes a game. And uh, since December, he's been shooting 40% from three. <laughs> I don't know if the Mavericks could add somebody that I've roasted so much. <laughs> like, uh, who, who are the top? Who are the top players? Well, if they if Camp- they campaign, campaign, yeah. I mean, if they, yeah, LeBron, they LeBron this summer, Le- LeBron campaign, Patrick Beverly, who are the other players that you just roast? Kuzma. <laughs> I wrote the only thing with Kuzma <laughs> is because we argued forever about him being a star. He's got his own shoe, and Nick argued that he w- he's a star. I was like, no, he's not a star. To me, he's a star because he wears he wears a crazy outfit walking into the arena, and like a million people saw it on social media immediately. Like cool pink sweater, bro. No, no, no the 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 big black blow up like jacket thing he was wearing the other day. Did you see that? Oh yeah, he he looked like he was doing some like recovery thing. <laughs> it was like uh, no, 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 no. Um, okay, if, let's let's make a prediction. Make a prediction. Who do they get? Who do you want? Let's do that. Um, uh, I want. Will Barton, they get Justin Holiday. Yeah, I think uh, I'd be I'd be fine with Will Barton, Patrick Beverly, Stanley Johnson. Any of those three three names, I think I'd be good with. I do. I think they probably get Justin Holiday too. <laughs> Will I think they end up? I think they end up with Will Barton. I'm gonna call that. But 
But you you also got to remember too of like there's still going to be some guys that come out of nowhere to get bought out that they they just work they go to their team and they say yeah. like no one's talked about Dragic yet but I've said it again like it wouldn't shock me like I mean Russ has been connected to the Bulls like what if Russ went to the Bulls like there's no need for any like so many of those point guards so it just wouldn't shock me if it's like next week and it's you know Dragic and Bulls reach a buyout and I mean he could join somewhere else but. Do we think Dragic loved his time in Brooklyn with Kyrie? Uh, probably not. And Dragic hasn't had a great of a season either. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying the like Terrence Ross. Nobody was talking about him. You know what? Two weeks ago, three no weeks one ago? talks about anyone on the Magic except for Franz and <laughs> and not Patrick Mahomes, Paolo Banquero. I mean, the Lakers are welcoming the second coming of Wilt Chamberlain and Obama <laughs> to their team right now. So I saw somebody on Twitter on uh, Lakers. Not a media person, maybe, but like a super fan was like, "We got great value. We got great value." Miles Turner with Mo Bamba, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, great value like Walmart. It's like going from Kraft mac and cheese to great value mac and cheese. Like it's just, it's just gonna be worse, man. It's just gonna be worse. <laughs> Same ingredients, it's not gonna be as good. Coming up, let's talk about the big man rotation. I got three questions I'm mm. gonna ask Isaac about Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Javale McGee. It may take us a long time, but we're going to try to do yeah, it. The comments are going to love this. We're going to try to do it by the end of the show. We'll talk about that coming up next. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. Hopefully, you took advantage of all the stuff for the Super Bowl. You took advantage of the no sweat first bet for the Super Bowl. Go see what's available on FanDuel now. They have all kinds of different things. They have bonus bets. You can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 right now. So the Super Bowl is over, but you can still do the no sweat first bet. Download the FanDuel app. It's safe, super easy, and secure. So go check it out. You can see what's available on FanDuel. See if they got some NBA stuff. Uh, Awards. Anybody change awards? Luka Doncic plus 12. So number one for MVP, Jokic minus 165. Embiid plus 440. Giannis creeping in there plus 700. Then Luka plus 1200. Should Luca's odds have changed since the Kyrie trade? I mean, probably a little bit. Yeah. I, I honestly think they should go up. <laughs> they should go up because the, the team's going to be better, right? I thought you – okay, no. Keep going. <laughs> so go check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the centers. I got three questions for you about Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee. Let's start here. We talked about we, we mentioned this several times that we were going to have this conversation, and here we are. What's Quish, Christian Wood's role on this team? And let's start with what it actually is, and then we'll answer what we think it should be. So let's start with what we think it actually is. Uh, I think it's to be determined a little bit, right? I mean, we got to see what happens when Maxi plays. When Maxi's back, I mean, would you be shocked if Christian Wood got a DMP CD? Like, I wouldn't be shocked. I did not play um, coach's decision I, I, on certain nights on certain teams. I know, I think I would still be surprised. I don't know if I'd be shocked, but I would be surprised because I mean, here lately it's been obviously Dwight starting and yep. then javel has been getting a, a decent amount of run. Yep. And then Christian Wood like comes in. At, he came in at the like very end of the first quarter and then played a little bit into the second quarter. And, you know, he, he scored well the other night, but then you didn't see him again until the end of like the third quarter in the second half. And it's like these weird, like there's a world in which Christian Wood turns into a break glass in case of emergency offensive guy. And he's not really like, he's kind of on the fringe rotation. And then there's another world that he's like the second big off the bench. I think that's the role that he's going to play right now. I think Dwight is kind of just locked in the starting role at center. 
And then I think right now his role is whoever has the hot hand between him and JaVale for the backup five spot. <laughs> a hot hand between JaVale and Christian Wood are very, very different things. <laughs> like, like, yes. The hot hand. But this is why Maxie's out. Like, there's also yeah. there's also a role that JaVale, I mean, if you would have told me, if you would have asked me this post-trade deadline and JaVale's not like playing well, then it seems really natural to me. Dwight Powell's a starter, and it's going to be Christian Wood and Maxi Kleber off the bench together because they love Maxi playing with Christian Wood yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, that's the natural pairing off the bench. But now javel has been playing all these minutes, so I'm like, I don't even know what to think. It's almost like Dwight and JaVale kind of play, they play very similar roles in that they're going to, they're like, they're going to not play 30 minutes. They're not going to probably play 20, 25 minutes, even though Dwight played 26 the other night because of overtime. They're not going to play a ton, a ton of minutes, but they're going to throw them out there in the bullpen, right? Like we've talked about this center bullpen for years, going back to the Nerlens Noel days, even probably yeah. before that, where the center bullpen, Donnie Nelson used to say this, you have a bunch of different guys that can all do different things. And one, when you need different things, you can throw them out there. If you need a rim protector, throw JaVale McGee out there a little bit. And, and you need some rebounds, throw JaVale McGee out there. If you need a switchable big that can that can is going to be smart and going to hustle and going to do all that Dwight Powell's your guy if you need some spacing and some three-point shooting right now it's Christian Wood and so I think Christian Wood's role in this team right now is he is he's gonna I think he's gonna keep playing those minutes I think they're extending the wings a little bit too much I think him and Maxi will play together because they they really like that combo and they'll play him the same like end of the first quarter into the second end of the third quarter into the fourth right like he's still getting a decent amount of run, but maybe not as much as people would think. The problem with what with Christian Wood's role is that you have Luca and Kyrie. They're going to generate all the offense, and you just need other guys that are going to bring other stuff to the table and not make mistakes. Christian Wood doesn't bring other stuff to the table, and he does make mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes, especially defensively, and that's why Jason Kidd doesn't trust him right now. Now, that being said, let's talk about what we think his role should be. I think I think his role should be I think they 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 continue to play him because I think you're going to need him to uh, to the break glass in case of emergency. I think they're going to need him at times to space the floor, to hit some threes, to hit some uh, irrational confidence guy shots, right? <laughs> in a playoff series, and I I don't know how he'll play. I don't know how he'll. It's all going to depend on a matchup. If they're playing the Clippers and they have a ton of wings that they can just throw at him, not feeling really good about Christian Wood's role in that. But if they're playing the I don't know if they're playing the Suns, if they're playing one of these teams that'll start a real center or play a real center, then I don't know. I, I think Christian Wood could have a real role in a series like that or throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think he should start. Um, I kind of like the role that he's playing right now of yeah. uh, I like the fact that, you know, could you know, could they set Kyrie and Luca at the beginning of the fourth and kind of let Christian Wood cook? A little bit, you know, and like do his thing, uh, maybe with Tim at the beginning of a fourth quarter or something like that. Um, you know, I just we we want minutes together with Kyrie and Luca, right? So I'm I'm really curious on the some of these rotations and combinations throughout the rest of the season uh, that kid throws out there. Does he like Luca with Christian Wood better? Does he like Kyrie with Christian Wood better? Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't think he should be the. St- starter and I don't think he should be like locked in for like 30 minutes but this the range of like 16 to 20 minutes and kind of the rotation he's playing now and just come in and say hey do what you do best like go out there and get buckets he's gonna get more he's gonna get more shots and opportunity in that role than he would as a starter right you kind of have this problem now especially we had it before with Luca where we're like should they really start 
Dinwiddie next to him? Should they really start Brunson next to him? Because Luca has the ball the whole time. Shouldn't they just bring those, that guy off the bench when Luca's out so that that guy can cook or that that guy's going to get more opportunity? We, we've had those conversations before. And now it's just in that role. I think he'll play next to Maxi. I think that's what that's what it'll end up being. When Maxi comes back, they'll they'll try that pairing again. Cause I don't know if they go JaVale Maxi. I don't really make well, well you could you could all well that I mean that could make sense because Maxi can stretch the floor and stuff and JaVel's just the roller. But you could always just flip those spots, right? Like put Christian Wood in the JaVel role to where he's the first big off the bench. He comes in with Maxi and all that stuff. And move JaVel to that kind of like third big, hey, playing these spot minutes and stuff like that. Like I any of those combinations, yeah. Next question about JaVale McGee. Is JaVale McGee back? back. You're, are you ready to say it? Are you ready to say that JaVale McGee is back? JaVale McGee! No, I need a little bit more before I say it. <laughs> I need a little bit more. We, ja- I mean, the, the sample size of this compared to the whole first <laughs> uh, half of the season, <laughs> I can't make the judgment call. We have seen like four probably solid, not even great, like solid games from JaVale. Right where he's played like well, we've seen games that we this is the type of role we expected or like what we expected yeah. from we didn't like fifteen minutes you know sixteen like he's played he's played fun he's played eleven nineteen six seven and ten minutes the last five games and we've been like we've been like really impressed with it with this play in yeah. that stretch of time but we've seen like thirty games of him just be really rough and not be able to play and all that something has changed in him with this trade. Uh, I don't think I'm ready to say he's back yet, but the Mavericks weren't asking a ton out of him anyway. They, they but they do need him. I think they need that other guy that they can throw out in a bullpen at times. This uh, thing goes full circle, and he ends the season starting. <laughs> I'm down for it. Like I'm, I'm down for it. Right? Like I, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I, if you're not watching on YouTube, the amount of comments on YouTube I read th- yesterday, they were like, "We can't play Dwight Powell 30 minutes. Like we, we can't be still playing in t- year 2023, year of our Lord." Xavier Christ, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, you, you can't be playing Dwight Powell this long. Um, what can Dwight Powell bring is my other question. Because last we saw Dwight Powell in the playoffs, he could not play, right? He was playing like 10 minutes, and then he was out because he was just getting overmatched by every team, speed-wise, strength-wise, both both ways. Listen, Dwight brings consistency. And, I mean, Dwight, JaVel, Christian Wood. These are not all-stars. These are not, you know, Neither of the three are just that would be starting starting fives guaranteed on every single team. You know, there's different guys like that, like a Miles Turner. He would be the starting five for majority teams out there. None of these three guys would. So you're basically looking at the three guys saying, all right, what do we want to pick? Do we want to pick the best overall offensive option that can pick and pop and drive to the ba- roll to the basket? It's Christian Wood. Do you want the bigger body that is just, you know, a giant out there? And yeah, whatever. It's not him. Do you want do you want Dwight Powell who has an insane chemistry with Luca? You know he's going to hustle all the time, and you know he's going to get hit in the face all the time. He knows he that, asks for it at this point. He has the team chemistry. The team loves him. So you like you play him. It's almost by default of like, all right, yeah, he's going to get outworked a little. I mean, you know, out not outworked. He's never going to get outworked. It's like outlengthed. Like he gets yeah, out, like yeah, outstrengthed. He's going to get over overpowered and, and all of that sometimes. But you know what? You know you're locked in. The consistency of he's going to hustle his butt off, and you know he has great chemistry with Luca in the pick and roll. Yeah. So that's that's what he's going to bring. That's what he's been bringing. That's what he's going to continue to bring. And you hope that it's enough come playoff time. So fascinated to see how this. I mean, come playoff time. We talk about these three players. One more thing. 
But Maxie's the wild up. card. <laughs> Sorry. Um, dang it. Mac Maxie's the fourth guy here. Maxie's gonna be yeah. the, the the guy who closes at the at the five. Maxie's gonna be the guy in the crunch time lineups that he's gonna be the fifth man out there, pick and popping, playing defense, and you're gonna see and that's all it. the other guys, you know, <laughs> Kyrie, Reggie, you know, Josh, these guys all around him. Like that's gonna be a closing lineup. Maxie, Reggie, Josh, Kyrie, you know, Luca. Yes. So I mean, that's it right there. So that's the fourth, you know, big. So we're trying to figure out from now until the end of the season where these where all these guys stand and how Max and what Maxi looks like because if Maxi comes back and it doesn't look like he's back again he's been out with a hamstring injury that's tough it's tough to come back from then yeah. where are we with these centers so we'll continue to follow that five days a week here on Lockdown Mavs as well as every post game guys thanks so much for hanging out with us go make your second listen Lockdown NBA game to game every moment every top performance every result we did an episode after the trade deadline so all the like a, a one minute recap of all the moves. From the local perspective, go check it out. Locked on NBA on the podcast and Locked on NBA YouTube channel. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.